on your PC, iPod or smartphone. This is the girlsplayfooty.com podcast. Coming up on the 18th edition of the girlsplayfooty.com podcast, we catch up with West Australia's Ebony Rose Antonio, AFL Canberra coach Beck Goddard, Queensland captain Emma Zelke, and we replay our post-match interview with Australian soccer player now St Kilda Shark, Brianna Davey. All that coming up on the girlsplayfooty.com podcast. I'm Peter Holden and welcome to the 18th edition of the girlsplayfooty.com podcast. Great to have your company once again, not only for the podcast, but of course during our Girls Play Footy radio coverage, including on Friday. What a day it was with Western Australia defeating Victoria for the very first time ever and doing so by four points. And in fact... 1,600 of you clicked onto the girlsplayfooty.com webpage during that game to try and listen to our radio coverage. Thanks for all those that listened in and those that might have trouble listening to Girls Play Footy Radio on their mobile devices. Don't forget you can go to the Google Play Store if you've got an Android phone and just download the Girls Play Footy Radio app for free so therefore you can uh, stream it that way. Now just before we get into our interviews, uh, an important reminder for those that are looking for vision from the games over the weekend. Now first First of all, for the WA versus Victoria match, uh, the WAWFL have let us know that um, they're hoping by the end of the week to get the vision from the West Australian Football Commission, and then they're going to try and match the commentary to it and upload it to YouTube. So that could be about a week away. So sit tight for that one. We've got the radio replay online, but the vision might be about a week away. Uh, for those wanting uh, the highlights of the Victoria versus New South Wales ACT game that was played at Punt Road Oval, uh, that's available now. What you have to do is go to the VWFL website, click on media, then click on the VWFL TV tab. Uh, that just has the vision with no commentary on it. Um, you can, of course, go to uh, the Girls Play Footy Facebook page and find the link to our radio feed and try and link that up at the same time if you'd like to. Now, for vision and commentary altogether, uh, you can go to YouTube and you can search for AFL Sydney Women's versus AFL Canberra Women's and you'll have that game from Saturday morning. Or if you go to YouTube and uh, uh, put in Queensland versus Tasmania 2015, you will see the vision and commentary of the Queensland versus Tasmania women's match. If you need those details, again, just drop us a line on our Girls Play Footy Facebook page and we'll be more than happy to point you in the right direction. Let's get underway with our first interview. And the woman that we're chatting to was the best on ground as voted by the Girls Play Footy radio team and won the $50 Rebel Sport voucher. And her name is Ebony Rose Antonio. A great game at centre half back, and we've got her on the line now. Ebony, congratulations on pulling on the jumper and getting that historic four point win for WA. Thank you very much. Well, what a day it was. But before we get to that uh, all important state match, as been alluded to, you were a former WNBL basketballer. Well, what saw you made the switch from playing basketball to taking up women's AFL? Um, also, I just wanted. Um to experience something else. Um, I've always looked at playing football and Martine, my um, coach down here at Coastal Titan, she's, I've known her since basketball and she's been on my case um, about coming down and enjoying playing footy and I thought, oh, why not give it a go? And, you know, with a new sport, you make a new group of friends. So I thought, yeah, might as well go down and join in. And uh, when you first joined the Coastal Titans, how long did it take for you to, uh, not only, for some people the skills come naturally, but just, just to get into that different mindset of the st- style and structure of play? Yeah, obviously um, I used to play football um, when I was a little little fella, but um, yeah, obviously going down and just getting in touch with the football again, um, 
and working on my skills. It took a bit of time to get used to it again, but eventually I got my feel back for the game and it just gone gone from there. And considering it's your first year playing senior women's football, who encouraged you to put your hand up to get, uh, in the end, drafted to play in the Demons versus Bulldogs match? Um, after a few training sessions um, down at Coastal Titans, the um, majority of the girls came up to me and my team came up to me and they were just like, you're going to put your name down for the draft. And at first I didn't know much about it and I obviously asked them what it was all about and how, go, how you go about it. And... Um, Anyway, they end up talking me into it. So, yeah, I was like, all right, put my hand up for it and, yeah, just nominated myself. And just as we go to touch on the state match, how did you find it in comparison? It was obviously an eight-point margin between the Demons and the Bulldogs and the MCG, only four points the margin of WA versus Victoria. Which game did you for, uh, feel more intense and more taxing on yourself? Um, I think both games I thought more, uh, was both intense. Um, obviously... Going to the MCG and playing on the MCG is an experience in itself, and that was very nerve-wracking for myself, considering it was my first, you know, my first senior year playing football, um, and I consider myself very lucky to be drafted just after a few games, you know, going into a big game like that and playing on the MCG. But down last weekend, um, yeah, it was just another experience in itself. Um, obviously, there were 30 draft girls out on that field, and. To represent your state is just an unbelievable feeling and it's just an honour. And how would you describe the whole experience of being what I believe was a 10-week camp for the WA girls? Um, yeah, it was um, unbelievable. Every girl that down, down there put their hand up to be picked you know, and selected and it made Michelle's job very hard to like you know, make the final selections and it wasn't until a week out that she finally announced the team so every girl that was down there was very competitive for spots and then finally match day came around uh, what did michelle say to the girls beforehand was it uh, very much straight down the line talking about structures and positioning or was there a little bit of uh, you know searching deep into the emotional well of this is our chance to knock off the big v for the very first time yeah obviously we talk about structures and our game plan and stuff like that. But, yes, there was said about, you know, there have been 17 years without WA beating Victoria. Obviously, we went into depth and in how emotional it is for us um, to play against Vicks that haven't lost to us. So, obviously, that just she gave us a little bit of a pump up and got us firing before we walked out. Now, was the plan originally for you to take Katie Brennan with a centre-half back versus centre-half forward battle, or was it just a switch made in the second quarter? Because that's when we saw you come into the game. Um, no, yeah, from um, from team selection, I was told then from I was going to be matched up on Katie Brennan. Um, so, yeah, from, from day one, I knew I was going to be playing on her. So, so once you knew that, um, what, what's going through your head? Are you actually even sitting down and, I guess, looking back at the vision of the Melbourne Bulldogs game, trying to plot out, or is it just a case of you take it as it come on game day? Um, obviously, once I found out, um, I went back and had a little bit of a look of her game. Um, I obviously got to match up on her a couple of times throughout the draft game as well, so that was um, lucky enough that I knew you know, how to play on her and what she... What, like, what she likes to do, um, but obviously watch some game tape as well just to get more of an insight of her game. So I was really had a good understanding of her game structure. 
And, of course, there were plenty uh, helping you out there on the ground to uh, ensure that victory. Um, Kiara Bauer, sensational with two goals. Uh, Jess Wuchner as well up forward with two goals. And great to see um, Tia Haynes, who's had that journey of coming back from the ACL and MCL to be able to play in that state game. Yeah, no, I think um, Bowers, for me, was definitely best on ground. I thought she did a tremendous job. You know, she's a very hard worker, and I think that she goes under the radar a lot. Um, also, with Wusha kicking two goals there, and Randa, uh, Randa also adding to the scoreboard, as well as Phillips and Sabs. Um, yeah, and for um, Tia to come back, you know, from an ACL and MCL, She's just, you know, really dedicated herself to the sport and with her rehab, and I think she's done a tremendous, tremendous job to get back to where she is today. What was said amongst the group at three-quarter time? You were uh, one goal up at that stage on the Vicks, so you know you're on you're on the cusp of history. What was said, I guess, to try and keep a focus and keep calm and make sure that the the nerves didn't get the better of you? Yeah, obviously, um, we knew going into the fourth quarter we were a goal up. Um, Michelle just said keep doing what we're doing our game our game plan and game structure was really working for us and if we just kept at it we'd roll over the finish line with the win and um uh, going into that uh, final quarter at one stage you actually found yourself down by two points with a few minutes to play was uh, what was the feeling out there on the ground was car out there yelling instructions what was being said being done to, to regain control of the match um yeah there was a lot of constructive talk obviously um, everyone was talking and had each other's back and, you know, the momentum of the game changes when people are talking and stuff and I thought the talk on the field amongst the whole field was just um, sensational. Do you remember the moment when the siren sounded? Um, yeah, I did. I was actually running towards the ball to make sure it wouldn't come back in the 50 and once it just went, it was, um, yeah, it was, I had goosebumps all over my body. It was a um, sensational feeling. And uh, we saw players jumping up and down all over the place. I can still remember the crowd roaring at the end uh, in front of our commentary position when the final siren went. Um, what was touched on afterwards? Obviously, you had the presentations on and everyone in, went into the rooms. Were you addressed by Michelle or anyone else to, to talk about what had happened, the, the historic moment that you'd achieved as a group of West Australians? Yeah, obviously, once the celebrations died down a bit, we went back into the change rooms and um, we were addressed by Michelle and she just obviously just spoke about how proud she was of, of us and how well we played and how well our game structure and game plan went to, you know, went to plan, I guess, and we rolled over and got the win and just touched on, you know, the emotional side of it and how WA hasn't won in the last 17 years and to finally beat them is just, you know, we just made history. So, you know, to take that on board and to understand where whereabouts um, WA 40 years now and we're a competitive um, team. And uh, I'll just make a quick note as well. We were chatting to uh, Emma Zelke, which we'll also hear on the uh, podcast. Um, we asked her the question uh, after Queensland had had a comprehensive 119-point win over uh, Tasmania if they'd like to take on WA or Victoria next. And, they, and she said, bring on number one. We want WA. If given the opportunity, would you like to play the Vicks again or would Queensland be a, a, a tempting battle to take on? Um, I would... Obviously, playing Vic, I'd love to take them on again. But after um, Queensland massive win, you know, it'd be a good challenge to play them and see where we where we would stand with the Queensland side as well. 
And uh, finally, just wrapping up, and it might be a shock to people in Victoria because um, in, in Victoria it was the buy for the uh, Queen's birthday uh, long weekend. But for some of the girls, you actually had to back up, didn't you, on the Sunday to play league football in the WAWFL? Yeah, that's right. We had um, a game at 3 o'clock um, down south of the river. So, yeah, it was... Um we had to back it up, unfortunately, but that's what you do in sport some days. So. And hopefully everyone got through. And uh, for yourself personally, um, what's your journey now as you, I guess, count down? Because it's about two and a bit months away now until August when you play again, when we're talking about elite football here with the uh, second Melbourne versus Western Bulldogs game. Um, yeah, obviously I'm still playing basketball, so I'm just focusing, focusing on that, but obviously getting my body right and prepared for the second draft game. And we thank Ebony very much for her time and uh, wish her all the very best for the Coastal Titans and, of course, uh, playing for Melbourne in the second women's exhibition match and, of course, throughout her uh, basketball career as well. Now it's time to focus on the AFL Canberra versus AFL Sydney game. It was a win to the Canberrans this time around, levelling the series at one game apiece, and I've got on the line there coach in Beck Goddard. Beck, congratulations on beating the Sydney Siders. Yeah, thanks. It was a great game. Uh, indeed it was. And uh, in fact, the Sydney Siders got the jump on you in the first term. They did. Uh, and I think it was a lot to do with, with nerves from uh, a lot of the younger girls. We had 11 changes from game one and uh, we brought in a lot of youth. Um, a lot of girls who play in our youth girls competition. It was the first t- taste of senior uh, representative football and once they settled the nerves down at the quarter time, uh, we got on with the job. And we should remind people overall with the end result being 10 3 63 to 3 25 a 38-point win for AFL Canberra. That in total, there were about 20 players missing from the side, uh, those being selected for New South Wales ACT to take on Victoria. That's right. Um, we, had to, we had to really look at the squad and decide what we wanted to do. We could have brought in a few of the older girls that were playing well in the competition or we had the choice to bring in uh, some of the younger girls from our program and, and that's the way we're looking at doing things in Canberra is bringing up the youth and bringing the, the future to senior women's football and um, they performed really well in the day with the support of a couple of um, more experienced players. And indeed, you actually had a bit of stroke of luck. Uh, Karina DeMont, who would have normally uh, been selected in the New South Wales ACT squad, actually had a family thing on Sunday and wouldn't be available for selection for that team. So by default, you got her for the AFL Canberra side and uh, starred on Saturday morning. She had a big day out. I expect Karina to play as well as she as she did, though. Um, she she is capable of kicking you know, a large amount of goals, and that's what she did. Um, and uh, But it was more a work off the ball, and around stoppages when we ran her through the midfield from that full forward rotation where she really impressed me and she did a lot for her teammates. Um, and I think um, it created opportunities uh, for other players elsewhere um, and she just finished, finished some good work that came down to her. Who else did you think start for you in uh, the win over Sydney? Ella Ross uh, in the midfield was absolutely sensational for us. I asked her at the start of the game to, to be uncomfortable to play against and um, she really set the standard in the middle for those girls and it just echoed around the rest of the team and setting the standard and uh, and to be able to keep Sydney to 3-7-25 a, a great defensive effort who stood up well for you in the back line huge defensive efforts from some of the young girls Amber Allen uh, from the Ainsley Football Club youth girls side and uh, Tegan Hawke also from um, the uh, Ainsley youth girls team had their first performances for AFL Canberra and they were excellent 
Now, being a person that sat down at the, uh, the selection table and helped uh, form the New South Wales ACT squad, you no doubt would have had at least one eye on AFL Sydney. Who do you think stood up for them in their loss? They had a couple of um, really good good players. Um, number eight, whose name escapes me at the minute, um, she was really, really good um, across their um, half-back line. And uh, she switched through to the half-forward line on a couple of occasions too, I believe. Um, but um, they had a lot of young girls themselves playing through that I thought was good to see, um, but perhaps just not the depth at the end of the day that we did. And uh, what happens now, I guess, for the uh, the Canberra girls that uh, want to put their hand up for selection? Because I believe I'm correct, there'll be another representative game happening in late July, but this time it'll be uh, New South Wales ACT versus Queensland. Yeah, I, I hope uh, the coaches of the New South Wales ACT side have got the time to look at the tape um, from our game on the weekend and have a look at um, how they might freshen up the New South Wales ACT squad for game two in Queensland because there were a couple of sensational players from that game from both from both sides. And I think um, with the game against the Vicks that they played on the weekend, I think there's a couple of areas for improvement that some of those girls might be able to fill in with. And also as well, uh, we need to talk about Heather Anderson, who of course uh, uh, pulled on the jumper to uh, run out the MCG in the uh, Melbourne versus Western Bulldogs match. Um, has that created an extra bit of, um, I guess, a morale boost, a bit of momentum at uh, at the elite training at AFL Canberra, that these girls have seen one of their own step out onto the MCG playing elite football and certainly didn't disgrace herself. In fact, put in a great performance. Absolutely, and that game was a perfect uh, chance for Heather to play the type of gritty football that she's um, capable of playing, and we know that she does week in, week out in Canberra. Um, and to have that pathway and for the young girls to be able to see that Heather um, has had the opportunity and there is a chance that you can get selected at the highest level is really important in competitions like AFL Sydney and AFL Canberra. And hopefully um, AFL Sydney uh, gets someone drafted uh, in, in the near future because I believe there are girls that are absolutely capable of it in Sydney. And of course, fingers crossed as well um, that Jodie Hicks was from the Riverina Alliance out Hayway uh, was originally um, uh, selected as an emergency for Melbourne and might come into that list considering there was the injury to uh, Cecilia McIntosh. Yeah, I hope for Jodie that she gets a chance to show what she's capable of. Um, she's a, obviously a little bit shorter in, in, in stature to Cecilia but um, she brings a lot of heart to any position that she plays and um, she'd be a great addition to that squad. And we thank Beck very much for her time and wish her all the very best throughout the AFL Canberra season and in helping give some uh, guidance to the New South Wales ACT selectors as they look at picking their squad to take on Queensland in mid to late July. Now joining us on the line is the Queensland captain in Emma Zelke. I, jo- I actually spoke with her a few days ago. That's why you see the article online in girlsplayfooty.com where she wouldn't mind taking on the West Australians in 2016 to see where Queensland's footy is at. And I think that's a good idea. But first of all, when I had her on the line, I congratulated her on a fantastic victory, a 119-point thumping of Tasmania. Yeah, thank you. Um, It was a really good game. Um, Despite the scoreboard, it did seem like um, a more high-pressured game than it seemed. Um, But they they contested um, well for four quarters. It just uh, didn't didn't go their way unfortunately we had some dominant um players all around the ground not you can't really pick um someone that played outstanding because i think most of the queensland girls had a really good game they all stepped up 
I guess a few things that we touched on before we look at individual players is one thing I, I guess it was hard to predict what the Tassie side was going to bring because I believe they had about nine changes to their side compared to last year. Yeah, it was um, a fairly new squad and, and they had, um, I think it was seven or eight under 20 um, and under 21. So we, um, we, we knew a few of their key players, so we highlighted a few of them, but um, yeah, we were going in a little bit blind because we hadn't really seen vision of, of the new girls, but um, we did plenty of good matchups on the day and um, got that settled down pretty easy. I also want to touch on how much the AFL exhibition match experience pays off for a stateside. We were talking about it when WA beat Victoria on Friday during that live coverage, and we said that WA's standard as a side has lifted because they had more than a dozen players play that exhibition match and are now training at and playing at a more elite level. How does that help the Queensland side? Because you've had, including yourself, seven that have now played at that elite level and I guess are now bringing that training and different preparation to the football as you were a few years ago. Yeah, the preparation um, and even the academy system we've got in Queensland now is the standard has automatically lifted. Um, Whether you've played in the AFL exhibition match or not, um, most of the girls are... Their skills are getting uh, a lot better and, and usually Queensland are known for the scrappy, rough, contested footy, but we're actually lifted our levels um, now and I think that we, we're going to be fairly matched if we do get the chance to play uh, WA or Victoria. Um, we, we, I think we could, not obviously going to be as um, matched, but our skills have definitely lifted and the standards of training and having the academy in place has definitely helped um, and all the girls that have been in the exhibition match definitely come back with confidence and help the other girls out by lifting um, training standards so all around does help the Queensland team. Looking towards the game you got out of the blocks uh, uh, fast uh, particularly with Brianna Cohen in, in the midfield having a blinder in the first quarter and that set up uh, Harris for a couple of her early goals. Yeah, Bree had an absolute outstanding game. Um, she's close to getting best on ground. She's she's got a massive tank on her, and I think she was playing a little bit off half back um, in the first quarter. And she's basically set up most of our attack from just she's got such a good attack onto the footy. So having an an attacking um, back line half back is just sets up our whole play from going forward there. Um, and she had an absolute great game. Four quarters, solid four quarters. And Jordan Zanchetta and also Emma Bates in the middle of the ground providing support? Yeah, well, it's good to um, be able to have feed off them and they bring great energy to the team. And Jordy, she's always zigging and zagging around the whole um, the whole of the ground. She did plenty of that. Got, she's just so composed when she gets the footy and Batesy had another great game and she's looking extremely dangerous every time she gets the footy. So she was coming off another half back on the left side because obviously she's a left footer and she, she set up a lot of the um, of our attack from half back again as well. Now with Taylor Harris, um, out of the eight goals, seven of them came in the uh, first half before um, surprisingly she was shut down in the second uh, half. Yeah, she um, she was up and firing really early. Um, she had a couple of set shots that she missed, but she started to straighten up for us, which is good. And she did bag a few from the, um, a few different angles, which was awesome. But um, they in the first quarter, I think there was a, a couple of stages. She had three on one, so she was actually getting outmarked, but she um, outmanned, but she was still getting plenty of the footy. And then I think. Um, 
we just needed in the second half, we needed to kind of not be so tailor-focused because I think we just kept going to her and she was getting um, double-teamed most of the game. So um, she did such a great effort for the amount of pressure she had on her. And to be fair as well, we were watching the AFL Queensland uh, live video stream of the match. And the one thing we noticed was a lot of her marks are chess marks as well because the ball was coming in so fast she was able to drop into that hole about 40 out. Yeah, so we had a good board line set up, a structure, and they held the structure really well. And obviously, if you know you've got Taylor in the board line, you want to you want to either put it up high for her because we all know what she can do overhead. But um, for the other forwards to clear the space for her, it's just so good as a midfield running through to be able to just hit a target straight in front of you because she's presents so well, and the other forwards know their role. So um, it really worked for us. And uh, one of the standout goals of the day uh, uh, from Hannah Sexton uh, with a check side. Yeah, that was a good one. She was told not to go into the forward 50, but she snuck in there and, and did a bit of a check side, which is a little signature kick, I think. Um, but she had another cracking game. At a, she's in probably the best form she's ever been in in, in our Quaffle League, and it's good to have her on the Cooparoo side, that's for sure. And Yeah, she snuck one in there um, with a great goal. It's an interesting thing, isn't it? When a game is so one-sided, how hard is it for not only Craig Sarsovich's coach, but you as captain, as an on-field leader, to make sure that everyone's in check and still playing positions, playing the structures, and even defence, not trying to sneak too far forward when things are going a little too easily? Yeah, well, that's exactly right. We touched on that um, basically after the first quarter. It was a little bit of a... Um dominant side um we kind of touched on we just need to stay stick with our structures we don't want to all try and get on the end of one we still wanted to just like it was as if we were playing for percentage it was we wanted to not show just the queensland team um and the league what we could do but the whole of the national comp um depending on who was watching but we just wanted to make a stand there and there get some respect and i know it was um tazzy was um not as competitive as you want, but we still put on a really good clinic, I think, and we did um, talk throughout the game, like just hold your structures, still play with plenty of intensity, don't don't drop off. So um, unfortunately we got more behind than um, goals, but um, that was like, well, there was definitely a few really easy ones that could have easily been converted, but we just needed to square it up a few times instead of kind of having a, shot from on their uh, boundary but that's things that we can work on into the next game um, in July and of course the future's looking bright for Queensland women's footy because not only was Taylor Harris obviously playing her last year of youth girls but another youth girl into the side that did well was Luana Healy yeah Luana she was great like for a dominant forward line um, our forward line we had a couple of talls in there and um, like obviously we were hitting up Taylor but just because she was presenting so well but Lou got on um, I'm not sure how many she got I think it was two or three um, and just she's just so classy like you know she's got a bag of tricks up her sleeve when you get when she gets the footy so she loves selling a bit of candy and, and she can also do the check sides and, and all those type of things so she's a crafty forward and it was great to have her in her first senior debut and uh, Emma how would you rate your own game? Um, not not too bad I've still got plenty of work to do and improvement on my own game, which I'm currently working through. Um, and my fitness side of things as well, I'm, I'm trying to improve that. And once your fitness comes, like I want to be 
at, at the very elite level with my fitness and, and that's um, I've got plenty of hard work to do as well because I did come off a pretty um, uh, not as strong pre-season as I wanted uh, just with a few injuries so I'm trying to work hard now to, to play a bit of catch up but I think overall um, my performance was, was okay <laughs> still plenty to improve on did Craig give any insight to to the game that may be coming up against New South Wales ACT in July, as in will he go with the same squad or because it was such a dominant victory, maybe look to change a few and maybe give a few fringe players that missed out the opportunity to pull on the Queensland jumper? Um, he hasn't really gotten too far into it, but um, I mean, the girls that missed out, there was we originally had a squad of 30 and the girls that missed out are such a talented bunch, which is so good for our future that we're at that stage where if you aren't going to get selected, they're still quite talented. So that's um, that's always really good to have. But um, depending on how New South Wales line up, I think he might um, play with matchups there. So it could be definitely um, a few girls might miss out again. But they're still in the um, they're still in the academy, and then like I don't know, he might just mix up a few players but yeah because it was so dominant he'll he'll just go watch the tapes and see what um he thinks we can improve on and uh, just before we let you go yourself personally who would you rather play if given the chance next year the big v or now i guess the new number one ranked side west australia yeah uh it was unfortunate that that game didn't get live streamed because obviously with the result it seemed like it was an absolute of cracker of a match um but yeah you'd always want to challenge yourself with the number one so i guess i'd um love to be able to match up against um wa now and see it would be really good insight to see where queensland is at and like how much we can strive to be where they're at and um yeah going up against the number one now um would be absolutely fantastic it would be a great challenge and we thank Emma very much for her time and wish you all the very best when Queensland take on New South Wales ACT in mid to late July and, of course, when she takes part in the uh, Melbourne Western Bulldogs game at Etihad Stadium in August and, of course, throughout her QWAFL season. Now, finally, we're going to replay an interview from the Victoria 2 versus New South Wales ACT game. Brianna Davey and Matilda play soccer, goalkeeper, unfortunately wasn't selected to be part of the Women's World Cup squad. So while she's back here in uh, Melbourne, she decided to uh, pull on the boots for the St Kilda Sharks and after just one game got selected in the Victoria 2 squad, was put into the centre and dominated for the Big V and that's why she also won our Best on Ground award getting the $50 Rebel Sport voucher and she caught up with the commentary team including Daniel Hill, Matt Cox and Katie Lambeski straight after the match. Now Bree, you mix your time today between uh, the middle and, and half back. Um, of course, you know you love playing in the middle of the ground but, but down back you also look quite comfortable. Yeah, no, I think I'm sort of naturally I guess a bit of a defender but I like to get on the ball when I can as well so no, it was good to get the rotations in and um, get a run through the mid but also I guess push back and being a goalkeeper from soccer I guess being a defender is sort of what I'm used to so did, did much of that carry over into the way that you played today the soccer skills yeah a little bit I guess decision making is massive for goalkeepers so I guess the centre half back decision making is pretty big as well whether to come to the ball as you know push a player off or I guess stay behind your player so um, yeah I mean it helped, helped me uh, with my um, decision making today and what does it mean to play for the big V 
oh, it's awesome. To be honest, I wasn't really expecting a call-up. I've sort of just played a couple of games and just wanted to get a bit of a run, play the footy and keep fit. And, you know, to ball in the big B is awesome. So, so. Uh, how's the transition been for you? Obviously, coming across from an elite soccer career, now coming over to footy. Uh, how has the transition been for you? Um, it's been good, actually. I mean, the girls and the, the environment, it's, it's been awesome. And I guess fitness-wise, running, it's not really as much in my game. So getting my running fitness back is definitely a challenge. But besides that, you know, it's, um, it's, been, it's been really good. Well, Brianna, thanks for joining us today on girlsplayfooty.com. You got our player of the game. You were absolutely fantastic. And uh, we hope to see you in a footy jumper for, uh, for many years to come. Thanks very much. And we thank Brianna very much for her time and wish her all the very best throughout both her footballing and uh, soccer career. Well, I'm Peter Holden. Thank you once again for uh, tuning in to the podcast and particularly those who uh, tuned into the WA versus Victoria match that we called at Domain Stadium. My personal thank you also goes out to Ashley Renshaw and Julie Nichols for helping with that coverage and of course to Katie Lambeski, Matt Cox and Daniel Hill who helped back in Melbourne for the game at Punt Road over between Victoria and New South Wales ACT. Our next radio game will be on Sunday and it'll be between Melbourne University and the Darabin Falcons at the Nest in West Preston a Darabin home game. Uh, last time they met, Melbourne Uni caused that big boil over. Will history repeat itself or will Darabin set the record straight in this uh, round seven clash it should be an absolute cracker and you'll hear it on girlsplayfooty.com from 1.30pm Sunday until then I'm Peter Holden thank you very much for your company your likes and your Facebook shares and until next time bye for now